Hey there, it's Dr. Sophia Satterwhite, founder and CEO of She Heals the World. I'm so happy that you are tuning in to today's episode to hear the top lifestyle and business tips from women entrepreneurs all around the globe. If you found this show helpful, be sure to share it with a friend. That's how our community grows. Today's guest is coming up next. Welcome to the She Heals the World talk show. So today I am excited to have Sohela joining us. She is a content creator and she also runs a podcast that is focused on mental health. She's going to share her story about her business as well as give us some tips on how to stop self-sabotaging our life. Sohela, I'm so happy to have you. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Can you tell everybody exactly what you do in your business and how you got started? Yeah. So actually, like um, when I went to university, I actually went for commerce. It was kind of in a different realm. Um, And although I learned a lot of fundamental things about entrepreneurship and running a business through going to school and taking commerce classes, I ended up switching um, into fashion design because I've always had this very um, analytical brain, but also creative brain as well. So I needed to find something that created a combination of those things and allowed me to feel like both sides of my brain were being satisfied. Um, So I ended up actually switching to fashion design school and I did uh, I did all my courses in fashion. I ended up studying in Milan for a bit. Um, I had my own fashion line for a couple seasons and It really took a toll on my mental health and there's nothing like um, living through something to make you an expert at it. Mm. And I knew um, through my passion with design that um, I needed to do some some healing and some uh, self-love work and some personal growth. Mm. And so... Uh, unfortunately, I did, wasn't able to continue that because it was very financially burdening on me mm-hmm. and that took a toll on my mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided to go into being a buyer and I actually worked for someone else and I was buying for them. And it, again, like helped my analytical side of my brain and it mm-hmm. fed a little bit of my creativity. Um, and so within that, I just started to kind of um, create a blog, take photos. And, you know, I was watching a lot of YouTube videos of like beauty bloggers doing makeup tutorials. And I was like, I could do this, this, like I could, I could do this. And so a lot of the things that, um, I have on my blog or when I started content creation, I, it was all self-taught. And so I literally just went to the bookstore, got some books, how to start a successful website, I researched it, I watched a lot of um, different videos, and I just started. Because I think like that's one of the hardest things for people to even do, is just start. Because they don't Mm. know where to start. And it's just sometimes better just to jump in. And there's no time better than now. So that's kind of what I did. And, you know, I didn't really have a focus in terms of branding and you know, I was just taking photos on my on my cell phone. And then eventually, like, I was like, you know what, I, I really like this. And um, I ended up, like, investing in a better camera and starting to take, you know, 
a little bit like pay more attention to um, the composition of my photos and I was really enjoying like that creative part of it and um, and it was kind of helping me feed more of that creative side of my brain as my like you know analytical side of my brain was being fed at work so then um, after doing that for a couple months I ended up becoming better at editing the photos and you know building a more cohesive brand and then during that time actually one of the publications that I write for reached out to me and they're like, Hey, like we like your photos. Would you ever want to do a takeover? And I was just like, yeah, I would love to do a takeover. And like, of course I've been tagging them along the way. So they were familiar with my work and my progression. So they liked it. They said, can you write? And I'm like, well, I can certainly try. So I did. And then that's kind of how it started. It just kind of got the ball rolling like that. And so now I went from one publication to two publications to like not necessarily getting paid for my work to getting paid for my work. And it just slowly progressed like that. But it's been, you know, like a five, six year journey. And yeah. Can you just go into a little bit more detail in terms of what exactly a takeover is? Because that that's like industry language. But I think folks who are listening and who are new may be like, what is that? So. Yeah, absolutely. It's just when someone gives you access to their account. Usually they're a, a bigger account. Um, so they're like social media Instagram account. And you create Instagram stories. Um for, like using video and you do a little kind of takeover of their account and you introduce yourself, you tell them what kind of topic you're, you're um, teaching about. So usually for me in that instance, it would be travel. So I would um, be in a destination like Portugal and, you know, I'd be like, hello, my name's Sahila. I like currently in Portugal. Let me show you all the magical things you can do in Lisbon. And then I would take them around Lisbon for the day. Yeah, that is amazing. I mean, lifestyle encompasses so many different things. And I think that's like the best part of this kind of entrepreneurship world. It's like if you are multi-talented and multi-passionate and you just want to focus on lifestyle stuff, go for it because there's yeah. an industry for that. So when you were growing up, what did you think you were going to be doing? Honestly, I don't really, I didn't really know. And I think that's one of the reasons why I ended up picking commerce to, to go to university and take a commerce course, because I thought that it was just a general course that could be applied to everything. Um, and if, you know, I grew up, um, both of my parents um, owned a business. And so it actually became a very successful business. I, I didn't think that I necessarily wanted to take over that business, but I knew that like, no matter what, having those like basic bookkeeping skills or understanding of marketing or, um, you know, like mathematics skills were just going to help me no matter what. Mm. And so even though I didn't know what I necessarily specifically wanted, um, I made sure to still like kind of cast my net wide. Yeah, really smart, really smart thing to do. And so what, when you decided now that you know, like that you're um, kind of like in this lifestyle world and doing a whole bunch of things as a part of that, what hurdles did you overcome when you were building this into an actual business that has to support you? Yeah, I mean, there's 
there's tons um, of hurdles, like both, uh, you know, like mentally and, and emotionally, because as an entrepreneur, I'm sure you know this, but you often um, get in your own way. And so, you know, you have like negative self-talk at the beginning because, you know, you're comparing yourself to people that have been in the industry or doing this thing for like 10 years and you're like, oh, I'll never be as good as them or like I'm not as talented as them or like I'll never, you know, like I like I don't know how to identify my own style because I'm always comparing myself to someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, So there was a bunch of emotional hurdles like that that I had to get over where it was just like it's okay to be different it's okay to like um you know grow which I did even with my photography like getting investing in a better camera learning how to edit your your pictures nicer than like focusing better having better composition um you know and then maybe curating them a little bit more so that like if I'm doing a food post it's now like I do a little bit of food styling and stuff and you you get better as you go, but you just need that time. And so that was like a huge hurdle is just um, always wanting to be better and yeah. then kind of putting, like standing in between myself and my my progress or my success because you just lose kind of hope sometimes. I think this may be a good segue to really – talk our audience through some of those shifts that you made in trying to overcome that. And you mentioned a few of them already, but I I feel like this whole self-sabotage piece with getting in our own way, which is really what we're talking about, is going to be so prevalent now that we're all coming out of a somewhat a traumatic situation. Yeah, well, I think understanding why people self-sabotage to begin with is a huge uh, component in because if you can realize what you're doing when you know when you're self-sabotaging then you can kind of stop yourself before you do it or at least be aware that you're doing it it's like you have to be you have to acknowledge your own bullshit (laughs) Mm -hmm. if that makes sense right so Mm -hmm. um and so like different reasons why people can like will self-sabotage is because they haven't they have a low self self-worth And so even like the most successful people will um, work so hard and they'll be very successful, but they give up, you know, like uh, a good marriage or um, time with their kids and stuff like that. And it's and at the end of the day, like they become the most miserable people. Mm. And it's not necessarily like the success. It's almost like they hated themselves to success. You know, Mm. it's just like people who like have eating disorders. They're like hating themselves to be skinny, Mm. you know, where you don't like you don't have to um, you don't have to do that. You can have you can have it all. You can have, you know, a good marriage and a successful business. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes control is another reason why people self-sabotage because they are just so scared of like the ship going down that they'll just set it on fire (laughs) so that at least like if it's gonna go down they feel more in control yeah Um, but you know when you said uh all those those different pieces about being in control and kind of knowing 
what's going to happen next, that really struck a chord because I, I have folks that I work with and I'm thinking of one in, in particular who is very um, ready for success, but yeah. they know that if they get success, they are going to have to make some changes in their current relationship. And so they're kind of like getting in their own way and delaying the success because then that will kind of keep them in a comfortable place with the kind of dynamic that they have created with their partner. And so sometimes that I think that we have to think about the greater good, you know, and mm -hmm. if you feel like you are called to something bigger and it may cause certain shifts in your relational life that may be for the better of you, but you don't, you're, you're not prepared to face that reality right now. You really want to kind of recognize that so that you can see what ways you're holding yourself back and stop playing the game until you're absolutely ready, you know? And um, it, it's just, it's just so interesting how our minds work and the little oh, things yeah. that we do to really put up those barriers. Well, I think that like even I, I'm not saying that that person does this, but sometimes people will create like a scapegoat mm. for reasons why they're not going to try. Mm. And, you know, instead of, um, you know, someone being like, oh, I didn't get the job because someone my boss plays favorites, you know, when they really didn't show that they were capable of you know, being good at that job. And mm -hmm. so they use like these excuses as scapegoats for mm -hmm. why they're not giving it all or putting, putting, you know, faith in themselves. Because at the end of the day, what I truly believe is that we all have this, um, this destiny, this, you know, this path in life. And we make decisions that take us off the path and put us on the path. Now, if I had a partner that I thought wasn't going to follow me in this successful path, then that partner's not the person for me. Mm. If they like, you know, I wouldn't expect someone else to give up their passion for me if I'm not willing to adapt to it, because it just sounds like, um, you know, I'm there's, there's, you're not getting enough for what you're giving. You know, recently on my podcast had a nutritionist come in and, you know, so we talked about the link between depression and your gut health. And, you know, especially in women, when we are stressed, we hold weight in our stomach area. And yeah. so, um, you know, they call your, your gut the second brain because it knows when you're not being true to yourself. And like we we all know you know, mm -hmm. when we're making excuses or, you know, you're trying to stay in your comfort zone. And so, um, and that's what like self-sabotaging is all about. It's about trying to stay in your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And um, if you want to be a successful entrepreneur and if you want to heal and if you want to grow and if you want to um, stop getting in your way, you really need to listen to like your gut and like also what you're what you're feeling, what you're thinking and and make those moves and get out of your comfort zone because there's no growth there. Mm.
absolutely love that. There is no growth in your comfort zone. So Hila, this was such a great chat with you. If you could look back and give your 10-year younger self any piece of advice, what would it be? You know, I'd probably tell myself not to let anyone dim my light because I, you know, would compare myself to other people. I would shrink myself to be more palatable so that, like, people could like me more. And, um, you know, the more I work on myself, the more I heal, the more I grow and do my own introspective work. You, you build up your, your self-love and your self-worth and that like that's just made the biggest difference and um, I would just tell myself like you know you're special and you're deserving and you're worthy and um, you know like it's gonna be okay kind of thing or just you know like be true be true to yourself because mm. you know that's gonna that's really how you're gonna shine Mm, beautiful. How can our audience find and support you? Um, well, they can follow me on Instagram at is that so um, I S T H A T S O H or the is that so podcast? Amazing. So at, at is that so podcast? Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your beautiful insight. And I have <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Can't wait to have you back. take care well there you have it thank you so much for listening to the She Heals the World talk show where you can learn not only how to design your business but also design your life to learn more about how to live by design grab a freebie at sheheelstheworld.com forward slash freebie